0: Hello and welcome to episode 2 of The Art of Philosophy and I'm your host Bobby Ford <sighs> It's good to be back um, today just wanted to first start by saying thank you for tuning in and yeah just I wanted to f- start off by being honest like I said before In the first episode, what I feel like I can bring to this is this element of vulnerability, honesty, authenticity that I think is vital for people to embody. And it's something that I want to embody in my creations, especially... I just feel like it's really relevant in the world that is fully saturated by finished products so something that I've been definitely facing since the last since posting the the first episode is just this feeling of what do I have to say and like there's already people speaking about what I'm passionate about in ways far more informed and articulate than perhaps I could ever ever create Um, especially like where I'm at at the age of 23 and so yeah it's been an interesting process Um, and this morning I was just trying to brainstorm I've, I've done a bit of brainstorming over the last few days I'm going to come up with loads of ideas, but nothing really that felt like it was like a distinct idea that could be the topic, so I thought instead today I'm going to go with the flow, but first I just wanted to talk about, yeah, this insight that I had during a, a little sit-in meditation, just that explaining that i'm going through this is enough to talk about um the fact that and i think that even that in itself might help people um that despite me feeling a lot of resistance to even taking that first step to create a first episode um feeling like i don't think i should have done this because now i've put loads of pressure on myself to create another and it's not in flow but then when i had that, um, it was only about a 20 minute sitting practice, I just thought, yeah, this is the point of it, to actually be able to just talk about the fact that it's difficult, um, to create something, but it doesn't need to be the finished product, and it doesn't need to be anything, it's just... Uh, an avenue of expression for me and hopefully it will provide some sort of insight based on me talking from my truth so yeah that was the first thing I just wanted to mention that it's been difficult it's been difficult to try and come up with the next thing and to have that added pressure of just now feeling like I've started something I need to deliver or I need to produce something but then also just comparing myself to others and feeling like what I can give is is inadequate but I think like I I said in the first episode it's I'm not trying to provide something that's that say someone who's older and has had a lot of life experience can provide i'm just trying to provide what um i've kind of discovered and and just be who i am and explain things in my way and how they apply to my life and if that is useful then that's great um so yeah that was that was the first thing that i kind of wanted to talk about. Um, I've kind of thought a little bit about perhaps talking a bit about meditation considering today that insight came from the meditation. Um, And meditation's been something that I've been practicing for around about five years or so. Maybe. Yeah, around five years. And I did a online teacher training this time last year, around this time last year, and it's something that I just find such a useful tool, but I also just find it fascinating because it's almost like such an elusive topic, and that's why I've been really enjoying doing one-to-one sessions online on Zoom. Um, since I did that teacher training program Um, because it's just like interesting to ask people what they kind of how they would define meditation because it's not an easily definable thing and it doesn't just mean or like point to one particular technique or practice it's such a broad thing and then also it kind of it uh almost like it bleeds into every aspect of your life when you when you begin practicing. So I think it's really fascinating. Um, so for me I started when I was around 18. I just started I got my first book on training your mind and I was interested in what it's all about and it was quite a gradual um, like learning process for me and then at the start of last year I went to a silent retreat, a 10 day Vipassana course and that was just crazily uh, insightful to just have an in depth um, experience of what meditation can be because I realised that that whole Environment is set up to facilitate the experience of meditation in in that you don't have or they minimise the amount of input that you have. So we gave our phones in uh, at the beginning of the course. You don't talk to anyone other than the teacher or some of the uh, like staff if you need to, uh, but you don't t- talk to anyone that's on the course. Um, practicing with you during the 10 days, um, so that's that's another thing, like, you're just not talking to anyone really, you're meditating maybe like six times a day for like an hour each time, maybe not that many, but in between there, there were, um, they'd have like Dharma talks, so they'd talk about Buddhist philosophy, and they'd have like interviews where you'd just kind of ask any questions that you had uh to the the teacher but yeah it's it's just fascinating um and like we we didn't have to cook meals for ourselves they were cooked for us so that's just so you literally could focus completely on the meditation and walking around the, the beautiful gardens and it's just incredible um but i i think from that i realized that if you are going to live in the world, like, and by that I mean in our modern way of living rather than like escaping to a monastery <laughs> or just running off into the woods somewhere and finding a little cave to meditate in for the rest of your life, then meditation. Is almost going to be constantly, just a rebalancing because we have so many things that are stimulating us constantly. Like also when we were on the course, we we didn't, we were told not to take any other reading material. So you wouldn't read; you would literally just walk around the gardens, walk in nature, and sit and meditate. Um. So it was, it was just incredible, like. The experience of walking round the the gardens when you're so much more attuned to the subtleties of your senses is just incredible. Like you just experience the world in such a different way, um, and we it's basically split into two halves. Um, first, there's like a concentration aspect to it for the first five days and then the second five days is this insight or vipassana uh, meditation so the concentration um, technique that they used is anapanasati which um, is a mindfulness of breathing and feeling the sensations at the tip of your nose but what's fascinating about this technique something that I hadn't really Experienced um, prior to going to the, the course is that once you start to feel the sensations at the tip of your nose as you breathe um, you gradually start to decrease the intensity of your breath um, so that almost when you have developed concentration in the sense that you keep bringing your mind back to the object of your concentration, so if your mind starts to wonder, uh, thinking about the future or the past, or just thinking in general, analyzing and just away from, your mind is away from the object, then you bring it back with slightly harder breathing again, but once you've kind of, your mind has run out of momentum, which it does eventually, I know it might be hard to believe but once it has then you could begin to sharpen your awareness by um, decreasing the intensity of your breath and it was incredible because you become more acutely aware of the subtler sensations and I think that has what I realised was that has an effect on everything that you experience so all your senses become you become more attuned to the subtleties of your senses as well. So, like I said, when you're walking through nature, you can um, just, like, see things that you wouldn't ordinarily see, um, like details of things. And then i realised how much communication happens between people without even uttering a word, because you become more attuned to the subtleties of non-verbal co- communication. And how much is communicated via um, body language and things like that. Um, But yeah, also... Eating was just the most phenomenal experience because they had... Just incredible vegetarian meals. And you could kind of choose from a big selection of things and you could have as much as you wanted. And that almost led to just like a really cool like experimentation as well um of how the food affected your meditation um because like initially i'd be tempted to just eat it as much as i could and then i realized you could you'd realize by how much you eat the more you'd kind of feel groggy or tired um so yeah it was just really really fascinating so that kind of brings me to well well the three stages um there's three um like sections per se of the eightfold path in buddhism and these are uh, sila or morality and concentration or samadhi and panya or insight. So morality, concentration and insight, so the morality comes from like behaving in a way that doesn't like stimulate the mind or in a in a negative way. Um, in the sense of like it's not just a arbitrary prescription that you shouldn't steal from people, although It's quite intuitive that that shouldn't be done, but it's because, like, you, your mind will be disturbed if you take what's not yours. Uh, And that's just like an observation that's come, been passed down through times. And don't, like, harm other people or other beings because your mind will be disturbed. And then that leads on to the concentration, which is developed through this, um, like a concentration based meditation, such as Anapana, where you are concentrating on an object and bringing it back. And then insight is a third section, which is just a fascinating thing, it's just like an aha, aha light bulb flashing above your head like revelation it's like when your mind is still you will see clearly you'll see things clearly and and whatever you look at you'll you will understand more than if you tried to conceptualize about it so that's just really fascinating um and then I think what's interesting as well is that there's there's almost like two sides to meditation there's this side that's concentration that's like almost like a willful act and then there's mindfulness which is almost like cultivating just awareness non-judgmental awareness which in itself has just a pro- profound effect on your life when you become more embodied in your body, when you become, when you're actually inhabiting your body, and you begin to act in a way that makes that experience of being in your body more more, yeah, pleasurable, and your body feels at ease. So, yeah, that's, that's just a few kind of experiences that I've had with regards to meditation and some of my insights on it. Um, but like I said, it, it just it blends into the rest of your life. Um, anything can become a meditation in the end, but the formal kind of sitting practice helps as just like a foundation for developing this state of mind that is just our natural equilibrium state, like if we can have some time where we're not stimulated and we actually train our mind to be more concentrated, then we'll be at a more balanced temperament and mind state going into any interaction. Um, But... Yeah, it can literally be transferred into cooking, into any activity um, eventually when it's cultivated through practice. Um, And like with my sessions, I always do a bit of a warm up um, with some stretching and some like mobility work, just releasing tension in the body because I think that's an important part of it as well. Being able to release tension in the body allows you to really get into that space more easily, into that meditative state and be able to relax because there's a fine balancing act going on with meditation and with life in general where you're trying to give effort and I think that applies to your posture as well. You want to be tall and effortful in that way, like have your body as expansive as possible, but then also relaxed and soft, which is, is just a amazing thing that transfers to all aspects of life, I think. So yeah, I'm going to leave it at 20 minutes again, um, but thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you follow me on this journey and we'll see where it takes us, um, but yeah, this has been The Art of Philosophy, episode two, just ramblings on meditation, I hope something has been useful for you <laughs> within that, um, and yeah, I'll get back to doing another one soon, I'm sure, but thank you for your time, thank you for your ears, and yeah, I hope you have a lovely Easter, wherever you are, peace.